With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. And finally, I actually am joined by Dave Watson. Hello, mate. Paul, you've got to get yourself a better phone. It is not my fault. I've had your <laughs> quirky answer phone message playing to me for the last 15 minutes. It was. Well. It's, it's one of them iPhone things. So I, we've just heard your voice 20 times going, Dave, can't get no, to the phone right now. <laughs> Tweeted you, you, I've texted you. Have you? Yeah, mate. I've had, I've had nout. Jesus. Never mind. So, uh, Paul Doolan, unfortunately, can't be here. He's at his uh, country writing manor. With, uh, populated by servants, no doubt. Um, but myself and Paul did go to the game on Saturday. Yeah, I'm jealous. You, it sounds like a Mr. Barnstormer. What a game we picked to go to. <laughs> That's two fixtures I've seen this season. The first was Fulham Regatta, the first game of the season, which we lost 1-0. And the second was 0-0 away at Birmingham City. I've, but was it a nice day out? That's that's the important thing. Like results and stuff, I'm not that bothered about during an away day. It's it's about having a laugh and you know. No, we had a great time. Have... We had a great time. Good. We went with a Birmingham City fan called Ian, who went with his dad. <laughs> so we had a drink drink before, and then we had some drinks afterwards in a brilliant pub called the Wellington in Birmingham. I think I've, I think I've heard of that. It's very I think um, nice. a, a mate of a mate of mine that I think you might have met, Matt. He goes to a lot of um, away days for Black Spartans, and I'm sure yeah. he's like spoken well about the Wellington. Very good pub, and uh, yeah? good. and then we shared a bottle of wine on the way home. No, oh, how lovely! And then we very unwisely had a um, cocktail in a <laughs> in a <laughs> hotel 
uh, in London when we got back because that was the only place that was open. Anyway. No, how much did that set you back? Oh, it was at least twelve pound a drink for the cocktail. Jesus, man. But that's yeah. old fashioned, so that's like basically that's basically three drinks in one drink. It's a is lot it? of whiskey. Yeah, it is. A, it's it not is just a, lot a shot of whiskey. Of whiskey. So. It's a lot. No. So, you know, it's fine. It's worth every penny. <laughs> As was the entire trip to Birmingham, despite there being no goals and very little football to enjoy. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say it was a, a, a pretty shit performance but then obviously all I've seen of it is the, the highlights and um, and caught up on like stats and stuff like that it sounds like we had a lot of shots like 17 shots and but only 6 on target and it did not from feel the, like that Dave. no it did not and, feel like that <laughs> we had a lot of the ball as well apparently we had like over 60% possession so if 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 I'm just taking it from like I said just from the highlights and the and the stats and stuff, it, what it looks to me like is a decent away performance where the their keeper was in decent form and um, the uh, we were just basically kept out by, uh, um, you know, I tell by you a what, good keeper and a good day. I tell you what it was. It was a very good example of how difficult uh-huh. it is to get a full appreciation of what is happening with a football team when you are not watching the games and only seeing the highlights and looking at the stats and then going, why is everyone so miserable? Why? <laughs> what? The crowd seem really quiet this season. Why are the crowd all moaning? Because it's shit. <laughs> I feel like I've had what my you- eyes opened. I'm like in the Matrix and I've taken the blue pill or the red pill whatever the pill is which lets you see the truth and what is really going on yeah i've taken that pill and yes we're top of the table but we're not doing it by playing silky entertaining football i can tell you that live from the scene dave (laughs) (laughs) But, but then to be fair we didn't last time we were down. Like some of the games last time under Hutton, it was pretty turgid football. There were loads of complaints that Kevin Nolan was basically a statue unless he was scoring goals. And there were people complaining about, you know, the likes of uh, Danny Gosfrey being, you know, terrible and Alan Smith being static and Andy Carroll being a bit shit. And, you know, there were lots of complaints because... That's what football fans do. We still won the league. We got 102 points at the end of it. So I think I think you're right. The football's not expansive, beautiful, exciting football. But then some of the teams who are playing that, well, all of the teams that are playing that kind of brand of football in the championship are below us. So that means there's a lesson there. My memory, I mean, you were a season ticket holder that championship season, were you not? Were you? No, I wasn't, not that season, no. No. But I went to a lot of games. Right. Because my memory of that season, I only went to a few, was that we were playing really entertaining football. But, uh... No. uh, I guess not. (laughs) Fucking awful. It really was, like, genuinely... I'm not just saying this because my my shtick is to be controversial or whatever. I'm genuinely... It was 
a lot of the football was terrible because we were playing, you know, direct. We were playing disciplined at the back. It was it was poor. We didn't have a lot of pace in the team. It was only really like Routledge and maybe Slovenkrantz who had pace. At least this one we've got, um, well, Gale <laughs> and Yedlin. That's about it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. Um, unfortunately, Shelby didn't start. My conspiracy no. theory on the day when the lineup was allowed, was announced was that he'd had some kind of training ground bust up and had been put <laughs> on the bench for discipline, which I thought was an excellent theory. In fact, it became, in my head, that was just the truth. That is what happened yeah. until I checked a couple of hours ago and apparently he had a fever the day before and the doctor said maybe he shouldn't start I tell you what I would have happily risked Shelby's long term health just to get a bit more exciting things going on in the middle of the park so in in the centre of midfield it was Colback and uh, Diame uh Paul, as I say, couldn't make it, but here's uh, a text from him. You'll have to soldier on without me. I'll be up in the countryside. Please do convey how, contrary to every match report I read, Jack Colback was utter shite. Also, yeah. bring back CM. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Colback was... Paul was complaining throughout the game. Every time Colback got the ball, he was saying, look which way, where he passes it. He's going to pass it backwards or sideways. Will he pass it yeah. forward? Will he pass it forward? No. And, it, that, and uh, you know, I always, get, the- I always get annoyed with fans begging players to pass it forward always. But at some stage, somebody has to pass it forward. <laughs> and... Uh, Jack Colbert was not the man to do that. Diarme was not good in the centre of midfield. No. Funnily enough, we were talking about that on, I think, the last pod. We were wondering whether he might be able to do a job in the centre of midfield. We got our answer. Right. Um, not great, then. Not great. Although he didn't have a great game in the previous game in the number 10 position so maybe it's just he's off form as opposed to he can't play there could be yeah I mean he's, he's done one of those rallying cries in the in one of the papers saying you haven't seen me at your be- uh, my best yet and I know I need to step up but he's been saying that all season I I just don't know if the way that we play I don't know if it's going to get the best out of Modi Army. I, d- I don't know. It could. It could be that he's just a bit out of form and he's not really settled very well. Which is, you know, could be the same reason why um, Lazar hasn't been playing and Gamez hasn't been playing. Maybe they're just not settled. But honestly, I think what we need is. I mean, the good news is we've got this this international break. So we've got what is it like thirteen days, something like that, before the next game against Wigan. Um, what hopefully will happen is that uh, Shelby will be back fit, Yedlin will be back fit, Clark will be back fit, Hayden will be back fit, Gale will be match fit. Hoping That's what I'm hoping, is that all these players who've been under the weather and a bit knackered, I mean, apparently 
and you'll know better than me, but every the guys that I've spoken to said that everybody looked a bit lethargic and just a bit tired and, you know, lacking ideas and creativity and all just a bit plodding. So hopefully when they come back and when we play, because we've got two very, very winnable games coming up in Wigan and Burton, I'd hope that, you know, the international break means that we go into those two games full of, you know, vigour and vitality. I certainly hope so. Diame was looking great before the African Cup of Nations, I thought. But mm. um, he's not been great of late. Uh, because this is going to be, have to be a fairly short one, we're going to have a break right now. And then when we come back, we will talk more about Saturday's dog shit performance. <laughs> <laughs> from the Geek Town Radio podcast a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit Rick Hoffman It's crazy The whole thing's crazy to gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well no that's, that's the acting From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep We love Geek Town My kids wear your t-shirts to screen legends Hello such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. <laughs> Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. So... Yes, we were talking about the centre of the part there, Diame and Colback. Mm. Gale didn't start. No. Daryl Murphy did. I had no problem with that. Daryl Murphy certainly seems to have overtaken Mitrovic in the pecking order. Did you see the brilliant video that at Newcastle Goals did last week? Yeah, with them um, clips of people speaking highly of Daryl Murphy. Yeah, yeah, it's an absolute. I, we, you should definitely retweet it from the account. Cause, uh, I will. Yeah. To be honest, that that that, um, that Twitter account at Newcastle Goals, they've put some some really cracking little um, videos back together. It's yeah, they it's have, really and that one was very worth, f- worth a follow. It was very funny, and it, mm. it also gave you an opportunity to see some of his fantastic goals this season which he wasn't able to do on Saturday. He didn't really get much of a look in, to be honest. No. Um, as Have said, you heard that he's um, he's been withdrawn from the Ireland squad because of injury? Yes, which I think might be one of those suspicious look. All oh, right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yes, he. we've got three players withdrawn from the Ireland squad, which is... All the Irish players we have, Kieran Clark and Rob Elliott as well. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so, what else? There's Goufran, Goufran. Not a lot going on, to be honest. Quite. It was. I don't know if it was back to the Goufran of old, but just very functional. I think you've got to take everybody's performance in that game in the context of who was missing and 
and who was fit and all the rest of it because you stick you stick any winger um, either side of a midfield centre of Colback and Diame in Diame's current form and they're not going to get onto the ball as much they're not going to be um, chasing clever balls through and stuff because all like you you were saying all of Colback's balls are not only are they back and sideways but I'm guessing they're all you know 10 yard 20 yard at most and then they're not you know they're not going to get the most out of like if Atsu was fit and playing Colback's not going to be launching the ball into the corner for him to for him to chase is he so and and that's why that's probably why Murphy didn't get much of a sniff and it's probably why Richie didn't play as well as he could do and you know it, it all just stacks up because you're missing your integral players like Shelby in the centre Yedlin providing pace down the, the flank Gale fit and firing in the centre it's just you know it, it's just it's one of those games but just to very quickly try and put some positive light on it I mean we've gone through a period of games which were really tough like it was a really tough fixture and we've got nine points from a possible 18 but we have played four out of the top four and we've only lost to Fulham and in comparison you've got Brighton they lost three games Huddersfield have lost twice um, at the beginning of like, we've, we've, fixture, we've been lucky that the other teams have been dropping points as well yeah, we did I mean, do that thing where we beat the two top teams who we played and then mm. did pretty shite against the others. Um, yeah, I mean, we're top of the league and I still think that it's unlikely that we won't go up. Um, oh, the Birmingham City fan asked on Saturday, he asked, did we care whether we actually won the championship or not? Paul said he didn't care. What do you think about that, Dave? Are you just bothered about going up, or would you like that championship trophy? Um, I really want to win it. I really, really want to win it, but I'm not going to lose any sleep if we go up automatically in second place. Because the way I'm the way I'm looking at the league at the minute is you've got three teams going for a plus ninety point season in us, Brighton, and Huddersfield. So it's not like it's not like we're doing badly. It's just Two other teams are also doing really, really well. So if we go up as second because Brighton go on a ridiculous run and end up with 102 points, then fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fussed. But if we can, at the end of the season, lift the title, it, it's just nice, isn't it? It's nice to lift a pot. Well, it would be nice. Yeah, I would. That's basically describes my thoughts. So we've had 38 games now. We've played a Premier League season. And we've got yeah, Ansem. Yeah, no, not Ansem. We've played a Premier League season, thirty-eight games. Okay, I just meant you know. Yeah, Never and said. we've got seventy-eight points. Would that win you the Premier League? Seventy-eight points? No, it wouldn't, would it? So actually, no. we've we're not. I mean, we're top. We're top, but we're not like running away with it by any stretch of the imagination. And no, um, we're dropping plenty of points. It just so happens that everyone else is as well. I, again, at this, but then at this stage of the season, when we were when we went up last time, we were on. Um, we're actually two points. Was it two points behind? I think we're two points behind where we were last time. And uh, last season, when Burnley went up 
as as title winners they were around about the the 78 point mark as well they're not it's not like we're look we're top of the table and we're not and you know it's fine fine i've just i'm just angry dave because i had to stand through (laughs) that shit um I, i tell you what um, before the end of the season, we should go. We should definitely try and catch a game all together because I think I could. Even when you're watching a dour nil-nil game, I'm confident that I could put enough of a positive spin on it that you'd come out thinking, "No, it was all right. That. You know, it was okay." And then we'll go to the pub and drink away any like lingering doubts. I think I've only watched one match with you, and. That was not the Dave Watson that I witnessed that day. No, that was the that was the derby, wasn't it? That was it? the derby, and you were a very angry man. Yeah, that's a different kind man. of. Yeah, that was, that was a very angry man. But I was bollocks that one. By that, still pisses me off to this day. So, yeah. um, so uh, something else we spoke about on the last pod. Somebody suggested putting Chancellor and Bemba in midfield. You said. Mm. Uh, that we shouldn't. Nope. I've been trying that out this week on FIFA. Yeah. He's brilliant in midfield, Dave. <laughs> in, Look, in two game in two what? games he scored scored this is just coming on as a sub, scored a goal and made a goal. Well I, I, I don't I know what else don't know I to, don't know what other I, evidence you need, Dave. <laughs> I don't know how to reply to that because I don't know. Look, yeah. what was your complaint about the game? No creative creativity in the centre of the park, right? Just it wasn't not, about... There wasn't enough Mbemba in the centre of the <laughs> park. Mbemba's not going to change that. He's, You know, he's a good player and against the likes of Wigan and Burton, if we were lacking in the central, like defensive midfield portion, and instead of playing Colback, play him. Yeah, I'll tell you what I did occur to me. If I was Mbemba, I might be a little bit peeved that Anita's getting the right back role ahead of me yeah no I agree with that although to be fair every time Anita's gone on the pitch he's done what Raf has asked him to do he might not be a very good right back and he might not be very good going forward and all the rest of it but he's obeyed the commands of the manager and the rumblings around St James's Park is that Mbemba the, I, can't, I think it was the Blackburn game the first Blackburn game uh, that we lost 1-0 and everybody played badly the rumour is that he was told in that game to play diagonal balls behind their full backs and he just kept playing straight balls and obviously Blackburn got two massive centre halves so they were just gobbling them up and, and Rafa was really really pissed off with that maybe so, he just doesn't know it, the word diagonal in English yeah. just like a simple forward, translation left or right a bit yeah. it's just a simple translation error <laughs> He did arrive yeah. to his first game in a tuxedo, so there could still be <laughs> some cultural differences. Um, well, I would, I would like to see a bit more remember, but whatever, that's fine. Um, what else? There was a disallowed goal, which yeah. took ages to be disallowed. So I was in was full your- celebration. We were behind the goal. Um, okay. And behind us was a Natter uh, follower. So, uh, Marcus Wilson, yeah, he set us a picture and he was really close behind. Um, So, it was 
we didn't get a great view of it being offside. And by, by all accounts, it wasn't offside. It was hard from where we were to work out how it possibly could be offside because it was like a bundle in and there were loads of their players yeah. in the box. So, yeah, I think... Well, I mean, the, I've watched consensus- that replay. Go on. Yeah. I was just going to say, I've watched that replay. The only available replay I've, I've been able to find uh, countless times. And I, from that angle, I honestly can't tell because it's not very clear and you can't tell where a couple of the defenders are. Are they ahead of Richie or are they not? Or is Richie, is the ball pulled back to him or is it pushed forward? You can't tell from that angle. So Rafa seems to think that the ball was pulled back to him. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's annoying. And there was a, yeah. the uh, linesman took a while to, to raise his flag and then the ref went over to the linesman. So there was a lot of suspense and it didn't go mm. our way. No. So that was frustrating. Still- and then there were a couple of good saves from Thomas Kushak, um yeah. late in the second half. I was disappointed as I often am, that it took a long time to make the substitutions. Like particularly yeah, that At- is. Atsu wasn't on until the 80-something minute, and it was, it's, no one was taking anyone on. So it's like no. just, it looked like we were never going to score. Take a risk. Bring, it was not even a risk. Just take someone on, uh, bring someone on who's prepared to have a go. Yeah. Or has the ability I mean, to have a go. Because, yeah, Gufran can do a job, but he's not really skinning defenders. So that was frustrating. Um, it, it is. It does seem to be a feature of Rafa Benitez's game management that he doesn't make changes until, you know, until what I would certainly think is that's too late to affect a game. Because if if you're coming on and you've got, what, 10, 12 minutes to affect the game, you're going to need a few minutes to get up to speed. So there's another, you know, now you're down to seven, eight minutes. And you, I'm like you, I'd be making changes in the 65th, 60, you know, late 60 minutes, because then they've got a good half hour or so to, to, to make an impact. And certainly for a, for a player like Atsu, who stretches defenders' legs, he can take advantage of people tiring and um, maybe their concentration's waning. Like, he, he can do that. Whereas someone like Gufran, he, he's never been quick and he's never been tricky. So if, you've, if you're facing up against a tiring Gufran, you're also going to be, you're going to be able to match him as as it goes, but when when you come up against like lightning, he does, quick, have, he does tricky, have a bit of pace, doesn't he, Gufran? Have I got that? Oh, a bit, but he never stretches. He never seems to stretch his legs a lot. You know, it's it's not like he's it's not like Yedlin or Atsu who like as you were saying, like they commit players, so they'll attack players at pace. Whereas Gufran really only shows his pace when the ball's ahead of him and he's running into space. You know, he doesn't have the confidence to run with the ball at pace past somebody. Yeah. So, he's like yeah, an impression of a winger. He's like not yeah. qu- quite a winger. He's, uh, I don't know. So, um, yeah, what else? So we've had a couple of tweets from a fellow called James at Pensworld. And he says, assuming, brackets dangerous, we go up, as in it's, it's dangerous to assume, 
Yeah. What would be a successful season next year? Is it just survival or anything more? That's quite a good question, I reckon. I'll let you answer that one first. Oh, okay. Um, well, you, if you've been fair, anyone who's just been promoted, it, in general, staying up that first season is considered a success, isn't it? Personally, mm -hmm. I'd be disappointed if we weren't top 12, but, but that's because I'm a, a Geordie with wild expectations. <laughs> a deluded Geordie. Yeah. Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm pretty much in the same camp as you, um, except instead of being disappointed if we don't get 12, um, I'd be... Like not surprised if we did, if that makes sense. I think with the team that we've currently got, we probably need to sign three first team players, three squad players, and maybe maybe a couple more. So that's, I mean, you're talking you're talking forty five, fifty million again. But if we've already got thirty million from last, you know, from last summer, from the from the income we've got, we should be able to do that. And if if we can sign the right players for the key positions, and I'm thinking centre back, centre midfield, like in a you know sorry, centre back, a number ten and a striker, if we can sign those and then you know, three others for the squad, I think we can we can definitely get up to twelve because the the Premier League next year is likely gonna have some pretty average sides in it. The two sides that are gonna come up with us, um and it's not necessarily gonna be Huddersfield, it could be Reading for all we know. Um You've got them. Uh, yeah, so I would say survival is absolutely the only thing, like, is the aim, and anything anything more than that is cherry on the cake. These, days, I, I some, we, these days, someone who goes up always does well. And often, a couple of the teams who go up do well. And I think that there's a... There's always the assumption that the three teams who've just gone up are the favourites for relegation. But these days, I don't think that's true at all. In fact, I think it's more teams like like this season, for example, Palace or Sunderland, teams who've been hanging around, or us last season, teams who've been mm. toying with relegation for a few seasons, they're in trouble. Whereas the team who's just gone up are, are fresh and in the sense that they, they've got the confidence of winning games. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said for momentum. I would say that currently Middlesbrough, Hull and Sunderland are the favourites to go down and Middlesbrough and Hull were the two teams that came up underneath Burnley. So I do think that the, the team that goes up as, as champions, if they can go into, if they win the league and you know go on a decent run at the end of the season, they start afresh. They add a couple of players who come into an exciting and uh, committed and, and and cohesive unit that are, are full of confidence. They you know they can carry that through. If if you get in through the playoffs, you've got a better chance because you're likely to come in with with that with that um, that momentum that's got you into the playoffs, that's got you past a couple of, you know, got you through the final and all the rest of it. So you could do that. I think the team that finishes second could be in danger because maybe they've lost, like if we 
if we do badly and go up in second place, then we're, we're stuttering up rather than striding up. And I, but I, I would say that the Premier League next season, it is going to have quite a few average sides, like you're saying, Crystal Palace. I think um, Burnley won't have as good a season as they're having now. I think that uh, West Brom won't have the season they're having now. So there's a there's a, f- a good number of teams that will be get atable. Conversely, I think the championship next season is going to be ridiculously difficult for the teams down there. Okay, well, let's hope that we're not in it. Yeah. So um, there's not going to be a pod for. Uh, a little while now, because uh, of the international break. Boring! Yeah. Followed by Easter, I think. I got an email today to say it's not going to be one for a while, I think. Well, no. Oh, no. No, there's just not going to be one. We're going to miss one week because of the internationals. Yes. Um, but the first game after that, on the 1st of April, is against Wigan Athletic at home. Any thoughts on that, Dave? Uh, yeah, Wigan are really not very good. And, um, I mean, they're, they're second bottom and they're not playing well and they don't travel well. So I know that I do this, I seem to be doing this every every bloody fixture, but I'm pretty confident that we'll win 3-1, 3-0. 3-0, I'm going to go 3-0. Okay. Well, you said 3-1 we'll one for Birmingham people. and I said 3-0 for Birmingham. Yeah. And we both made a very good case. We were very confident and it did not think, work To out. be honest, I think if, if the team that we expected to take the field, so like Clark, Yedlin, Shelby, if they if they'd started and they'd been fit and hale and healthy, I think we would have put a few past them, but because of the, the hotspot side we had. Anyway. I certainly reckon we would have won, yeah. So, um, okay, I'm I'm going to say one-one against Wigan. I just uh, oh. I just watched a game and it was really bad, Dave. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not in a good mood about um, the side, really. So uh, yeah, and who knows what happens at international breaks? But I don't know; they always help you out. I would have thought that we'll have more we'll have more players travelling for the internationals than Wigan will have done. Surely, I mean that's probably overthinking yes. things. Um, one thing I just want to—I I just double checked, and actually, Wigan do better away than they do at home. So, oh, maybe there you go. And we do better away than we do at home. So, yeah. So maybe a one-one's not a bad shout. I'm still going to go two-nil then. Two-nil. Okay. Good yeah. for you. Well, thank you very much, Dave. I'm so glad we got hold of you in the end. I was, <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was all prepared. I was just about to start, and then I was going to call your phone live on the recording to sh- to show the listeners your answer phone message, and then maybe leave a long answer phone, a series of answer phone messages in the vein of Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross on Andrew Sachs's phone. <laughs> I would have been okay with that. Yeah, it would have been more sort of art than Newcastle Nutter podcasting. But, um, thank you very much for your time today, Dave Watson. Thank no you. problem, Fergus. Great. And thank you to you, the Newcastle Nutter listener. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
Bye. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.